whom 
signs in our sight. He protected us along all the way that we went. And among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You cannot serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourselves that you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you, and incline your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and him we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with them that day, and made statutes and ordinances for them at Shechem.
not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Keep awake, therefore, 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and Redeemer. So I was very excited earlier this week. I got to meet Heidi. Heidi is the uh, New Bowl's new service dog in training. She's six-month-old black lab, full of puppy enthusiasm. But she's at the beginning of her journey, moving toward a life of service. She'll have six months with the new molds, and then with her trainer through the Prison Tuck Partnership. And eventually, she will get to her forever person. That's her goal, to get to that land where her forever person is. I also had a breakfast last week where I met some of the local Concord clergy, and I heard a term that I had not really heard before. This is an ecumenical group, so um, Presbyterians and Methodists and uh, those other people we have here, uh, Unitarians. <laughs> anyway, a number of people describe themselves as a settled pastor. I thought, that's an interesting term. I just had never heard that before. And it made me start to think about what we are embarking on together here. December 5th, as you all know, because you see the invitations, will mark an important event in the life of this community. It will be the time when we celebrate our new ministry together, and I am instituted, not installed, but instituted as your 12th rector. So that day will mark the end of a period of uncertainty and transition and deep prayer and discernment by you all and by me as well. It's been a time over the last couple of years for all of us of movement and excitement, of visioning and planning and fundraising and construction of that beautiful building, and finally the reality of the building and the reality of a new rector. Your goal is to get to this point, this time when we are together and the transitions are behind us. The Israelites had a goal, too, to get to the land of Canaan, the land God had promised to Abraham very early in Genesis, early on in the story. As we know, they spent 40 or more years wandering in the desert, but in today's reading from Joshua, they are finally settled. No longer a nomadic people. By the end of the book of Joshua, that chapter 24 that we read this morning, they understand that God has fulfilled God's promise to them. They are to be permanent residents of the land of Canaan. This is not only a transition moment in their geography, but it's a transition moment in their self-understanding. From being God's people on the move to being God's people in place. Joshua, who led them through the warfare and fighting and struggle and danger to get to that place, Joshua has a question for them today. Now that you are settled, 
the long journey is over, what God will you serve? The God who brought you here, or the gods all around you? For of course the place they have arrived is filled with lots of other people. The Amorites, the Canaanites, people who are farmers and tradesmen, people with their own culture, memories, their own gods. The Israelites are no longer on the move, looking out for one another, but living among these others. And Joshua knows them well, so he understands the temptation for settling in, for complacency, for the seduction and satisfaction of reaching their goal. Perhaps forgetting about the long road which got them there. Perhaps forgetting about the faithfulness of God who led them there. So he asks them, Who will you serve? And they reply heartily, We will serve the Lord. Joshua is a bit skeptical of their easy answer, and he challenges them. Then put away the foreign gods. I see you looking around. Perhaps you will forget how you got here, forget who you are. No, they say, the Lord our God we will serve and we will obey. So they renewed the covenant again with God and with one another. It's an important point in this story, too. They call themselves witnesses to one another. That is, they promise to hold one another accountable for their faithfulness to the one God. For they know that faith can only really be lived in community. So this Bible story is very much about the fact that they have reached the end of their journey and now they're in the promised land. It's an important text. But I think it also points to something a little more complicated, which is the tension between being on a journey and being settled. Because as human beings, we know that the truth of our lives is that we are always on a journey. Our time from birth to death is filled with movement, even if we reside in the same place our entire lives. The God we worship, the God of Israel, our God, is a dynamic God. We know that God parts waters, frees people, makes all things new. So the truth is we are never settled when we are engaged in life as the body of Christ. Our journey together at Trinity Concord is just beginning. And it may look like we're settled. Becky's on vacation. I'm here by myself today. <laughs> Amazing. But the truth is, as God's people, we are always on the move. So our new building, this service of institution that we will do on December 5th and the celebrations around that, all these things are simply spaces and moments for God to work in us and through us. Our true identity is not these things. 
We are not settled. Our true identity is in Christ. We are joined to him and joined to one another. So may we be witnesses to one another and with one another along the way. Joshua declares to the people, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Together, may we serve the Lord, always dreaming and hoping and moving forward. So we come here today on In-Gathering Sunday to renew and reaffirm our commitment to the life and the movement of this faith community. I think in the past we've sort of passed the basket for people to drop their cards in. But rather than do that today, I'm going to invite you to stand up and walk forward. A symbol that we are people on the move, like our forefathers and foremothers in faith. We will serve the Lord with our bodies and with our gifts of gratitude for what God is doing in our lives. May our pledge be a pledge of hope for this world. And may we live and move in the wondrous spirit as we draw ever closer to the true promised land, God's kingdom. Amen. So logistically, I obviously haven't thought this through. <laughs> I think if I can have my trusty acolytes meet you there right at the, at the steps. Everybody just bring your pledges forward. We'll then lay them on the altar and I will bless them. But rather than everybody coming all the way in, we think we'll have a traffic jam. So come on up.
pray. God of all things, ruler of the universe, who made all that we know and see and touch. Bless these pledges, our promise to you and to one another that we will continue to serve you in all we do. Transform these gifts to be resources for healing and hope in our world. Transform our hearts so we are the agents of this healing and hope by your grace. In the name of Jesus, your Son, Amen. Thank you. 
Hear us, Lord, for your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King. Big things from in the Episcopal Church. 
So you don't want to miss it because you want to be able to say, I can be back when. I heard the conference back in 2017. So that's my big recommendation for next week. Thank you all for pleasure. If you haven't had a chance to do it yet, it's not too late, as I said. Um, we're all in this together, and it would be great if you just get it done and get on with the uh, get on with our ministry together. Thank you. Thank you. As Nancy pointed out, there are lots of good pieces of information in the bulletin, one of which is the reminder to bring in coats and snow cans and warm things for the children of St. Stephen's. We are still collecting through Thanksgiving. I'm Linda Hossfeld, and outreach will be meeting at 6 o'clock in the library on Wednesday. Please join us if you're interested. Morning. I'm Libby Wilson, and I'm here to uh, bring your attention to the fact of the carol singing at the prison on the 1st of December. And I want to particularly note to you that it is wrongly written program. It says you have to um, get your information in by today. Wrong. It's next Sunday, the 19th, so that's the start. Um, as you know, um, our church does outreach uh, ministry at the prison, at the farm, and um, Jean, our own Jean Bell started it like 50 years ago. When Wilbur has been working for years, as well as many others, she and Cheryl Bandler um, started a garden there. The, the inmates from Seed makes a beautiful garden out there. Um, Jay Luby does it, of course, in um, entrepreneurship, so that when the um, men get out of prison, they have something to um, work with. They do a, a business plan of their own and like that. And um, there's also one that I think is particularly fun reading to the children. They have the men record a bedtime story out of a book, and then they give them that tape so they can take it to the children, their children, and have them hear their father's voices read it. Um, but here's what the Carolyn Night is about. Um, this is of, of all the inmates, about 50 of them, the people who gather, the staff, and all together in this room, quite wonderful. And um, there's a pastor from a local church who delivers a message, um, sing carols together. They have music by both the inmates and the um, outside musical groups. One of the other things they do, among many things they do, is teach them how to play the guitar, how to play the keyboard, and just tell you from one of the times that I went, the um, fellow that learned how to play the guitar also wrote music sang about three of his own songs, which were wonderful. Then there was this huge guy, and he looked like he should be a tackle for the Patriots, standing up by the, by the wall, and um, he got up there, and it was clear he was one of the performers and he was going to play the keyboard. He said, I have never been so scared in my life. <laughs> he said, I just called my mother and told her I'm going to play Ode to Joy. And he did, and he did it. So there's a lot of wonderful things that go on in this evening, and I highly recommend you to come. They have refreshments afterwards. They make the cookies themselves in their um, culinary class, and uh, it's you go and talk to them afterwards, and it's, it's really 
quite a wonderful evening. So I very much encourage you to come. Um, you do have to uh, pre-register by next Sunday. You have to be 18 to attend. And uh, they need things like your um, full legal name, your birth date, and your driver's license, and things like that. And then they send you a confirmation. So please go. It's wonderful. December 1st, nine, uh, from, what is it, um, 6.45 to 9. Good morning. I'm Carol Burroughs on behalf of the fair team. Well, I guess you've been wondering how we did in the fair. The money is still coming in, and the expenses have not yet been all credited, but right now the revenue seems to be in the neighborhood of $16,000.
when you have fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took a cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ is God. Christ is Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption of Father in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people, body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Sanctify us also that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. And at the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father,
this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge of the God and of the Son and our Savior Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be upon you this day and always.
Love and serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you.